And now it's time for the most important anime talk show in the world, ASO Radio. And welcome, ladies and gentlemen, and a talker of all ages, to episode 122 of ASA Radio. I, of course, am your host, NZ17, here as usual. And I'm DB3. And we're here with... <laughs> DB3, why, the last time we heard from you seems like it had to have at least been last year. I think it was last year, NZ. Well, what was that? What do you think? Maybe the episode or the time of year? Can you even remember? I think I might have sent. I think I might have sent in a fan mail. Oh man, it's been a really long time. Well, what are you doing here? I was I was driving by old Hickville, USA, and I was like, "Hey, NZ's here," and so I I stopped by. An excellent reason to come here. An excellent reason, which is why I force-fed him some Chobits, and that way he could review it here on the show today. Chobits, yay! And I uh, don't want to go and spoil uh, what we think of Chobits yet, because that's for the reviews section of the show. As a matter of fact, I think right now it's time for us to start a different section of the show. Alright, DB3, now we do things a little bit different these days. Different? How so? Well, you remember how it's been traditional for us to start the news at the beginning of the episode? Yeah, that, that is the best way. Well, it is a good way, that's true. But I wanted to put more emphasis on the listeners of our show, the community that makes it worth doing this uh, ASO radio program. Is that because the fans make the show? As a matter of fact, DV3, it is because the fans make the show. Because the fans are sweet, as DV3 would put it, if... He could join us, but we all know that he is no longer among us. I'm right here. Oh, oh right, right, right. Uh, I meant Z guy couldn't because he's married and therefore is no longer among the living. It seems that way with so many people, you know what I mean? Yeah, poor Z guy. Wait, I'm married! Oh, maybe that's why you've been gone. So, anyways, anyways, um,. Uh, well, maybe we should do that. Maybe we should give a real quick update, let people know uh, why you haven't been on the show and what you have been doing. Cool. Well, I've been up and going to college. I got my bachelor's degree. I'm married. And I'm going to be moving to Colorado to go for grad school. Yes, he's become very impersonal. He sees people as mere resources to exploit now. I- isn't that right? Everyone's my tool. They're very expendable. So, um, But let's not talk about those sorts of people. Let's talk about the most important people in the world, our fans. So we should get some fan mail in. Fan mail. Let's go. And um, I, let's see, I'll take the first, you can take the second. How about that? Sounds good. And uh, uh, just for giggles, I'll, I'll do this in a funny voice. Um, this is from Raha Ruto, subject of Please Link to My Site. Yes, that's a bad subject if you want to see him authentic, but maybe it is, maybe it is, we'll see. I began a contribution as site for exclusive use of Naruto. Please link to this site if you do not trouble you. I intend to publish a related story of Naruto serially steadily from now on. Please share it. Well, this is actually sent in, I believe, uh, 
from a Japanese email address. I'll go ahead and pull up my email program just to double check on that. And that may go and explain the quality of uh, the writing as, you know, English is a second language sort of a thing. And uh, let me see here. Let me see. Yep, yep, from a actual Japanese email site. Checked it out. One of those places where you can sign up. Um, so, yeah, we'd be glad to link to you. Just uh, write us in. Let us know where you have linked to us, ASO Radio. No, put it nice, high up in the upper left corner of your what, website. What does he mean he's going to go for exclusive rights for Naruto? Yeah, I'm not too sure what he means by that. Um, I think it means that it's, like, exclusively his story. So it's like a fan fanfic or something? It sounds like that. Some some sort of Japanese guy writing his own Naruto fanfic. And I thought there were already enough fan- Naruto fans out there. Oh, come on. Everybody knows about Sasuke's real feelings. So you want to take this next email? I would love to. The next one is from Guy Kawasaki. He says, Over the next few days, you may notice that visitors to your site come from alltop.com. Because we added your site to alltop.com. Anime.alltop.com. This is my story, Enzi. Oh, I'm sorry. If alltop is slower down, please try it again later because we often get hammered by traffic. Ooh, I, w- I wouldn't want to be one of the... Sure. I wouldn't want to take what hammering my computer. I like my computer too much. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All right. Anyways, I hope that you will share alltop with your readers by writing about your site's inclusion. Even the shortest blog post or news item will help. Well, here you go then. I, I I hope this works. Yeah, I think he's hoping for page rankings by yeah. mentioning it and linking to it. We'll just say this works. Also, many sites that we feature display our badge, and we'd be honored if you did so too. In fact, we serve approximately 200,000 badges per day. They're available... Yeah, just an FYI, as a webmaster myself, I know how to read into this. When it says 200,000 badges per day, that means that all the websites that show badges make a total of 10,000 requests for it, meaning anytime anyone goes to any of those pages, a badge is request. So 200,000 is pretty low. If your readers think that there are, are too many feeds, they can click on the X to hide some. We're always open to adding more high-quality feeds, too. Please let me know your thoughts. Thank you, Guy Kawasaki. Well, Guy, since you asked for our thoughts, I'll give you some. I'll give you some. Um, First, thanks for sending in fan mail. We always appreciate and encourage people to send in authentic fan mail. And we appreciate both of uh, these guys' emails. Um, And I checked out the site, checked it out, see what it was about. And what it seems they do is just basically look for, say, the top 200 links in any subject and make a big page with all these links on it um, and then pull the RSS feeds off of some of them. And that is why we're on the actual link on anime.alltop.com. It's just a huge page filled with various anime links of various quality. So do you think it's actually going to help us? Um... Maybe if they became real popular, but I think it'll just be a very small contribution. So do you think their site's actually hammered? Um, well, it very well could be if it is a very slow computer running the site on a very thin connection. Guy, we have your back. So, yes, Guy, I think us mentioning your fantastic website on our show will get your site hammered, too. So we're all cool, and thus I feel no need to provide links. Oh, and by the way, to our first um, uh, fan mail writer, uh, Raharuto 
Next time, include your URL for your uh, Naruto fanfic. It's difficult to even tell people where to go, let alone to link to it, if we don't know where it is. We'll find you. No, you find us. As a matter of fact, it's it's a okay. We we think we already got the full appreciation from a distance. However, if any of you out there listening would like to send in some real fan mail to us, we're always happy to op- uh, we're always open and happy to receive. Uh, or if you know someone who wants to send fan mail to someone, they can send it to us. Or if you have a friend, she is an English major or is into creative writing and she's bored, totally have her send in some fan mail to us. Maybe she'll become a fan of the show. And you know why we want fan mail? Because it makes it all worthwhile? No, because fans make the show. Or at least when they send in fan mail it does. Speaking of which, DB3, isn't there another way that fans can help us, help them make their day? I think there is. Weren't you mentioning something about that earlier? Yes, a special iTunes contest. Would you like to handle the details or shall I? You better. I don't remember all of them exactly. Alright, well this contest, as it were, it's actually more of a giveaway, but I'm just going to call it a contest because I like that word better. But what it is, is we need people to write reviews of ASA Radio on iTunes. Why do we need that? The more reviews and the more frequently we get reviews on iTunes, the higher ASA Radio is ranked on iTunes podcast sections. Ergo, the more people we can get listening because they see our, our uh, show. So all you need to do to win $50... They can get $50. $50 worth of anime and manga goodness. All they have to do is post a review of Asa Radio on on iTunes. And how many should they post? There is an allowance of one review per podcast per email account. So if theoretically, if somebody wanted to, they could register several email accounts with iTunes and write several positive reviews to have better odds of getting this uh, drawing. So it's a drawing. Yes, everybody that writes a fan uh, a review of ASO Radio on iTunes will be entered into the drawing. Your review doesn't necessarily have to be positive. We just like them better when they're positive. But all reviews are eligible. And at the end of September, we will draw one lucky winner who will get a $50 gift certificate to the Right Stuff International. How many episodes do you have on an iPod, Enzi? Um, well, you can fit all of Asa Radio's currently available episodes on an iPod, and we have listed through iTunes probably around 70 episodes. So that's 70 episodes per account. So, yeah, um, but they can only w- write one review per podcast, not episode. I see. However, they can go and dig, using dig.com, they can dig both the podcast and individual episodes, but that won't enter you into the contest. But we're thinking of doing a contest like that in the future. So DB3, recap real quick for the people what they need to do for their chance at 50 dineros of anime goodness. Go to iTunes, fill out a review, get in the drawing, and at the end of September, you could win $50. And remember, you can either find us searching through iTunes, or you can use the link that says iTunes right on ACO Radio's website. DB3, shall we mosey on to the next part of the show? I think the, the viewers might like that. Then let us mosey. Let us mosey. All 
All right, so unlike last week, we're not going to go and do a review a bunch of shows and catch up to speed because we have DB3 here. I want him to see something new. It's been uh, a long time, hasn't it? A long time since I've seen any anime, let alone anime with you, NZ. True. So we decided to use this time to watch Chobit's... Volume 3, that's episodes 9 through 12. Now, DB3 here only got to see the last two episodes, which were 11 and 12, and they were more or less filler, but uh, except for a little bit of story element in volume, tw- I mean, episode 12. And that was probably about all that I liked, with a little bit of story. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, we'll, we'll get to that in a moment. Uh, basically, for those of you that didn't listen to my review of Chobits volume uh, 1 and 2... Yes, that's right. I did both because it was episodes one through eight. I reviewed them together. Um, Chobits is the age-old story of boy meets girl in the trash. Boy takes girl home. Boy reactivates girl. Boy's friends teach him how to go and teach the robot with amnesia how to learn. I would have said just boy uses girl. Oh, yes. That would go and raise a few eyebrows, DV3. And those eyebrows can be raised with ex- what happened in these episodes. Well, we could even phrase it such that one eyebrow would raise, and then the second eyebrow would be raised, and then they'd just be in a state of surprise. Sort of like he plays with the girl. Yes, yes, he often plugs her. Oh, boy. It's true, he does. You saw it. Um, anyways, before you go crazy, this is not hentai. Chobits is actually an innocent little show with little bits of uh, maturity that slip through now and again. But it's it's all fairly innocent as far as a, you know, title of this nature goes, I'd say. Let's, uh, I'm going to save some of my comments until we get to the actual anime. Anyways, long story short, Chi was found in the trash by Hideki, a country bumpkin who decided to move to the big city to go and make his life more exciting and to attend college. He uh, really wanted to go and have a Persicom, a personal robot of his own, but could not afford one, but fortunately found Chi in the trash, uh, abandoned, and to hook her home. What was he doing in the trash? Uh, He was just walking home, and it was out on the curb. So it was like, well, like it wasn't a big dumpster. It was just a trash. No, no, just like a household's trash. Huh? Okay. So he finds this uh, uh, this Persicon that mysteriously is just out there, and it turns out that she works perfectly fine. Uh, but it appears that all of her software has been erased. However, she's still able to uh, move and interact and whatnot. So Hideki and his friends, who he... Uh, meets through living at this apartment and going through school, uh, teach him how to teach her how to help herself and get along and act more like a real person calm or a human would. Alright, I think the fans are getting interested in the show. And so, it turns out, however, that this uh, Chi is not like the ordinary Persicoms, and that sh- there may be more to her history than uh, the basically brain did, but the simple, we'll say, the simple Hideki would have assumed otherwise. So she's this robot that is more than meets the eye. Yes, yes. Over the course of the series, she transforms from just being a simple, uh, something simple to something much more. 
Alright, I'm just going to say... I'm not going to say the joke. Alright, well, anyways, um... This volume, Volume 3, is where we really start to learn more about, uh, Chi's past. Um, we... Chi, for those fans who don't know, is the name of the Persicom. Yes, he, he named her thus because it's the only thing she was able to say after he, uh, basically, uh, rebooted her, I guess you could say. Um... And the first two volumes talk a lot about this uh, mysterious past, how there may be a connection to a mysterious organization slash company that made custom Persicoms, and how uh, a seemingly dark side of Chi keeps calling out to her over the ether. The ether. Yes, yes. And, the uh, ether bunny? Yeah, the ether bunny. Yes, I remember now, the one that leaves packets under the tree. I like the ether bunny. So anyways, um, yeah, this volume we learn a lot about Chi's possible mysterious past connections, and then they decide to loosen things up a bit with uh, episodes 11 and 12, which I'll have DB3 tell you about. Do you want me to tell them about them now? No, DB3, I gave that little lead-in just for giggles, you know, I didn't want you to actually do anything except make a one-line snarky retort. But since you mentioned it, yeah, go ahead. Well, see, I just wasn't sure the way, because I wasn't sure where episode 10 ends, because 9 and 10 could have been fillers as well. No, they, they were the ones before you watched as you saw me select 11 and 12 earlier. Right, but I didn't know if they were fillers and you wanted to fill the fans on on the filler episodes. No, you can do that about 11 and 12. Now do it. Well, 11, it starts off hearing... And hold the mic, my hand is tired. Alright, episode 11 starts off... What's the main it character's the name? closer to your mouth. What's the main character's name? Uh, Hideki. Hideki hears this curse about someone living in his apartment... Well, living in, the, yeah, in, in his apartment that murdered in a girl. In a building, in a different room. Oh, in apartment 104. And he keeps having these daymares about it. He keeps daydreaming and he sees it and... All the girls he works with and the girl he... His teacher, he keeps seeing, like them killing him with the knife just like in this this vision and this tell he heard and he goes through the episode Closer. I like it right here he goes through the whole episode seeing these visions and he gets his friends together and they go trying to solve the mystery of why uh, this ghost that lives in apartment 104 what you think uh, I didn't like it what about the next episode tell him about that Alright, the next episode, Hideki? Hideki. Hideki and Chi. Well, Hideki gets this com this nice DVD player from his boss at work to go watch... A DVD player <laughs> from the future! No, he doesn't get a DVD player to go watch a DVD player from the future. But he does get a nice DVD player that can play video games. As well as... To the internet. Yeah. <laughs> it must be Blu-ray. <laughs> but his boss... Oh, oh, and the player must be a PlayStation 3, because that's about the only thing it does is play naughty movies and connect to the internet. His boss encourages him to get naughty movies. Does his boss want Hideki to hook up with his daughter? Yeah, I believe that the boss, whom Hideki works for, wants Hideki to go and marry his daughter, and therefore there's someone to take over the restaurant after he uh, retires or dies. Well, he directs him to a video store that would give him advice on girls. And he gets there, and one of his friends says, Hey, I have this video game. Hook it up to Chi and play it. 
And just because I don't feel like looking up his name, we'll refer to this friend as the nerd. Nerd with all the first accounts, little rich boy. So, Mr. Little Rich Boy, well, actually, he he, Dick, he can't hook up the computer, the DVD player. Like, he calls over to the nerd boy. Come on, guys, it's a PlayStation 3. Just say it on the show. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> and he keeps asking for advice. I can't get... They won't hook up to the internet. I'm on my phone. I'm talking to you. It just won't work. I don't know. And his friend's like, you're on the phone. Get off the phone and try it. Why is it using broadband? <laughs> if, if this is the future... Why is Japan. <laughs> he's just still using dial-up. Well, I guess he never played a video game until then, until this time. So maybe. Well, it's supposed to be a helpline he's calling. So maybe when he <laughs> calls the helpline, they connect to the console. I really don't know. It's very unclear. It's kind of muggy, but I think it's supposed to be a dial-up joke, but poorly executed. Very poorly. Basically, this episode goes through and tells the dangers of playing MMORPGs and, yeah, how people can get addicted. That's not what it's about at all. Essentially, they all go online to play together because he couldn't figure it out, so all his friends go and join him. And she is mysteriously not with them, and it keeps getting said by various characters, oh, it's probably because if a person comes too powerful, it can overpower the server, so they're shifted to a server with less players on it so it can handle it. And then we find out towards the end of the episode, oh, cheese processing power is equivalent to that of a supercomputer. And somehow she mysteriously appeared towards the end of the game and saved them all from a terrible, terrible beast. That had never been defeated before. Exactly. So, you know, it's... um. And then, this is the funny part. I, I, sorry, interrupting you here, DB3. But the funny part is, is that after they beat this unbeatable beast that has never been beaten by anybody else, then the screen fades out and it says congratulations and they've beaten the game. Now, I don't know who designed this game, but obviously they didn't go to MMO School 101 that teaches you that massively multiplayer online games are supposed to never end or else you don't make money. That's how Blizzard keeps making millions of dollars off of World of Warcraft players every day. If there was an ending, they would have all gotten there. Yeah. Yeah. So, alright, DB3, what do you think of the second episode? The second one was a much better story. Even though it was a filler, it was a much better story, and I enjoyed. I actually enjoyed watching it. The first one, I was just, I was. If it had been a movie like that, I probably would have gotten up and left. Yeah, the first one was pretty lame, pretty weak sauce. Um, take a minute though, since I did in the past, uh, and let people know what you thought of the music and the character design. Um, the character design was pretty good. Uh, I liked the what the drawing style, the colors they added. Um. The voices, they even got pretty good voice actors for the, for the characters, the way they you fluctuated their voices. Version we, watched it in. we watched it in the Japanese version with the English subs. And if you don't watch it that way, I'm sorry, because you're probably not getting as good a quality. Yeah, I noticed with uh, the, the Japanese language one, one, the subtitles were actually fairly well written and accurate, and two, the cast was really good at this. Um, and if you watch the dub, I've briefly seen the dub, I prefer the fan, su uh, fan sub, the subtitled version. Uh, we did not watch this fan sub, we actually watched it on a DVD. Um, and, uh, 
if you like Funimation's usual staple of voice actors, such as the guy that did the voice of the dog in Fruits Basket, since he does the voice of Hideki, you'll probably like the dub. Otherwise, eh, maybe not so much. And the girl that does Chi does a very good job at sounding like Chi when she says, Chi? Um, but, uh, yeah, I think the Japanese version's better. But uh, what about the music? Was there anything that stood out? Um, the one part that I sort of got annoying was right after they beat the game, like, there's this mu- annoying, like, music in the background. is like, all, like, upbeat and stuff, and they're like, like, what just happened? We beat the game, and it's, it's just sort of distracting. Yeah, I really like the opening song, um, and the character designs, for the most part, are pretty good, but I find that uh, Sumomo, the little Persicom, really annoying. You, you can t- think of her like a high-pitched Tinkerbell. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. Well, anyways, um, I think we've more or less covered all our bases. Um, Now, you watched the latter two episodes, so I'll get your comment on those in a second. But I thought the replayability of this was pretty good for the first two episodes, because you kind of want to watch them again to see exactly what's being said about Chi's possible connections and origins. Uh, The last two episodes weren't very strong, though, so I think you might skip those on a repeat viewing. Um, I definitely have to agree with episode 11. 12 was good, though. You could watch 12 and have a good time. Yeah, I think game players will especially feel good about that episode. So, in the end, um, this is kind of an iffy thing. Uh, If you were watching this on television, this volume would fall towards the end of the first season. And uh, so it's kind of unfortunate they throw filler in right before that. But I'm going to go ahead and say... mm, the first two episodes go and help carry this so I'm going to give this a recommended. DB3? Not recommended. I can't give this a recommended. I didn't see the first two episodes um, and episode 11 just keeps ringing through my head. I didn't like it. 12 was good. So if it was just 12 I'd give it a recommended but when you add that 11. Well if you like the one and you didn't like the other you could give it a neutral. Alright I give it a neutral. I forgot neutral was there. Yep, after all, for people new to the show, the scale goes not recommended, neutral, recommended, highly recommended, and... Top recommendation. Very few of those are given out because after you watch so much, you really stop to give out the top recommendation. Alright, so, gonna go with that neutral, you feel confident? Neutral's good. Alright, so for uh, DB3 and NZ, one recommended, one neutral, and the final result is somewhere in between. And I feel that that's pretty good. I think that, that accurately describes the sh- this episodes we watched. Shall we move on to the news? Let's go to the news. Okay, so after that healthy-sized review, almost 15 minutes long, uh, we are back now with a bit of anime news. And, of course, as usual, our news is courtesy of AnimeNewsNetwork.com. Uh, may I take the first news story? First, can I say thanks, Anime News Network? Yes, yes. Maybe you could share some of that money or lower your advertising costs and we'd show more appreciation. Anyways, is the law breaking the law? Well, an essay in the June 2008 issue of the Boston University Law Review Journal has come out in support of some cases of distribution of fan subversions of anime licensed for commercial release in America. The uh, journal entry is written, Lost in Translation, Anime, Moral Rights, and Market Failure. 
and is written by law school student Joshua Daniels. Essentially, he argues that heavy editing of Japanese anime series for North American release, such as four kids doing One Piece, but I think this news story would be fair unless we said four kids doing anything. The only thing that four kids hasn't slaughtered is Pokemon, and that's because Nintendo was constantly there, stern expression and arms folded, looking over their shoulder the whole time. But anyways, he's arguing that when stuff is as highly edited as for kids stuff, it is a violation of the moral rights of its creators. The legal concept of moral right holds essentially that the creator of the work of art or media has a right to present it to the public without alterations. Daniels also makes the case that anime fans specifically and the public in general have an interest in access to entertainment and art in its original unedited form. And he went on to say that he thinks that there should be an addition made to the law stipulating that fan subs in such cases of heavily edited works should go and be allowed as a legal form of release. Uh, however, I think our Mr. F uh, Daniel's friend is not realizing that the moral rights of the creators of things apply only to the creators. They're the only ones that can make a separate release if they deem uh, someone else's release of their material to not be the way that they would like it to be. So if somebody authorized a fan sub or to release a fan sub version, then it would be cool. But otherwise, only the original creator has the right to do that. I think Mr. Daniels also was trying to say that ASO Radio could use music from the anime shows if we wanted to. Well, no, but <laughs> on the plus side, I have found that under fair use law, we can provide small portions of copyrighted material on the show. As long as it's not excessive or the product in full, then it's fine. So I'm going to start using little musical intros to various things when they're related, like, you know, opening, closing music, little clips from the stuff. I did that a, a while ago. I used clips from the dub version of anime to try to establish the story, mood, and characters in some previous reviews. And you know why we do this, NZ? Why you take all that time? Um, is it about the iTunes contest? Because that would be a terrible lead-in. No, it's because the fans make the show and the fans love music. And if the fans wrote in more fan mail and participated in our contest, I'd be more inclined to spend more work on the show and website. Actually, I should mention the website later. But how about you read the next news article? Alright, this one talks about Studio Ghibli influencing the world. Yes, that's true. They are touching everywhere. The directors of three current or upcoming American computer animated films all cited Studio Ghibli as an influence on their works. Kung Fu Panda director Mark Osborne told the Minichi Shimbun paper Montan Web on July 26 that he was inspired by Japanese anime such as Ninja Scroll, Fooly Cooly, Cowboy Bebop, and Samurai Champloo. He specifically cited Studio Ghibli co-founder and director Hao Miyazaki as an influence. And he did not do any of those shows, did he? Uh, no. Alright, just, just checking. Since Osborne was in Japan to promote his movie, he planned on visiting this Ghibli Museum the day after his Minichi interview. According to Osborne, the entire Kung Fu Panda admires Miyazaki's work. The staff. The staff. Oh, Kung Fu Panda staff. <laughs> See, the Kung Fu Panda does not actually admire it. <laughs> Well, the staff admires Miyazaki's work as as well as ASO's radio staff. Osborne said that the worlds that Miyazaki creates are dreamlike, but his characters are all realistic with their feet planted on the ground. Kadokawa oh, Shoten marked the July 26th opening of Kung Fu Panda in Japan by publishing a manga 
adaptation in Karokoro Ace Magazine. And um, we'll save you the time in case you're curious. No, don't watch Kung Fu Panda. I haven't seen it myself, but I've seen enough to know it's crap. Oh, no, I thought it was pretty funny. Oh, did you actually see it? Yeah, I thought it, it had some pretty funny parts. Is it a typical Jack Black thing? No, it's not. Hmm. I still don't think I'd watch it, but please, tell us more. Jackie Chan's in it. Angelina Jolie's in it. Jackie Chan was also in the tuxedo, and Angelina Jolie was in those Tomb Raider movies. Touche. So, uh, maybe we should get back on topic. Alright. Well, the next one, um, the Igayak.com movie news... Re- oh, this is just goes on with more story. It also talks about how the director of the new Clone Wars film loves Miyazaki's Princess Mononoke... And also, um, at last week's Comic-Con in California, um, Peter Docter, the director of the Pixar's upcoming film, expressed his ad- admiration for no, Miyazaki. The film, the film is actually called Up. It's kind of a bad name. Really? That is a bad name. But he also says, we're huge fans of his. He's an amazing filmmaker. Miyazaki pays so much attention to small details that it makes you feel like you're actually there. Which you get a lot if you watch some of the DVDs that comes over. Um, what's the guy's name that does all the other Pixar? Whatever his name is, he's always saying how much he loves Miyazaki. And, and that's more or less it. Yeah. So it's taken over American television and American directors. Well, contrary to what many people would have uh, the populace believe, anime sales have dropped in number, but not due to fan subs. Now, this is not talking about America specifically, which has probably, you know, lost a a good amount of money to fan subs in some ways, because unfortunately, while there are lots and lots of good, hardworking, moral fan subbers, there's some bad people out there that are not fan subbers, but just go out and upload anime uh, episodes cut into chunks so that they're not easily seen by the YouTube staff, but they'll upload things that are fan subbed, things that are subtitle off of a DVD, or even the English dub versions, they'll just chop it up into 10 minute clips and upload it on YouTube to try to avoid uh, detection. I think that's where the real big loss in sales are coming from, not fan subbers. DB3? Bad people. Bad, bad people. These people are making us pay more to get these good, these the good copies. Well, what's even worse than that is we're not paying more. Uh, I mean, I can handle that. The problem that I can't handle is that now companies like ADV and whatnot have severely cut back. Genion doesn't even put out DVDs anymore. And so uh, we're not just getting hit in the pocketbook. We're having to go and have less shows get out here. But it turns out that the main cause of uh, revenue being down is not due to fan subbers, although um, the actual cause is due to television numbers. Let me explain. The Association of Japanese Animations, the anime industry group based in Japan, has reported that worldwide anime sales reached three uh, 239 billion yen in 2007. That represents a 7.4% decline from 2006's uh, 258 billion yen. And it also represents the first decline in sales since the group's first sales report in 2002. The AJA attributed most of the decline to falling numbers for television anime, anime that is televised. 
Television anime earned 47.5 billion yen in 2007, a 16% drop compared to 55 billion yen in 2006. However, theatrical anime production, video production and licensing fees, in other words, DVDs, video distribution, merchandising, and overall sales all experienced sales decline compared to the previous year. Music publishing and distribution did experience small increases in sales. According to AJA, the packaged video software makers were affected by the long-term rise in the number of anime titles with lowering profits per title. The makers have been adjusting recently by lowering the number of titles they release. Oh, I guess the what works in America works in Japan. The AJA represents 56 anime production companies, studios, packaged video software makers, and other companies. Among other activities, it runs the Tokyo International Anime Fair. What are your thoughts, DB3? That's interesting. We'll have to look more into it. But it's sort of like mind-boggling that it'd be because of the television anime. Yeah, so I guess um, as more and more people move to the internet and look to it for their viewing habits, uh, those people have to come somewhere, and I think that television suffers as a result. I think everyone suffers. Movies, radio... Yeah, but I think things like radio and television suffer more because with with uh, videos like on, on cassette or on DVD, those can be watched at your convenience when you want to. With television and radio, you have to be tuned in when those things occur. And I think that that is why people have shifted to home videos and to the Internet for these things because they have limited time and this is how they can best do things on their own time instead of by the whims of executives. Bloody time. Why can't we just have all the time we need and never sleep? Well, but I think there's a lot of merit to that hypothesis. Which one, never sleeping or...? The no, no, that people are not watching TV as much because of their busy lives and their ability to watch things when they want if they watch it in other ways. Was it a hypothesis you just made now or was it something you've been mulling over? It's something that uh, I've mulled over, well supported. That's personally why I don't watch anime on TV very much besides the fact that... Uh, Adult Swim has pulled off most of the good stuff, and the stuff that remains is only shown once a week. Is there any anime on TV anymore? I mean, Colors pulled all of theirs as well. Yeah, the Funimation Colors contract ended, so the Funimation block of programming's gone. Um, Adult Swim is cut down to anime being shown only once a week. That's on Saturday. They don't even show Inuyasha on a daily basis anymore. Really? I don't even watch TV, so I don't know. Uh, my point exactly, wouldn't you say? Uh, but the Sci-Fi Channel has begun to show anime on Mondays during what they call Mondays, and they seem to be doing like one anime feature per week, but it's usually manga entertainment. Is it usually sci-fi anime? Yeah, it's usually not the best. Uh, they've got a couple of new ones that have come out, but nothing's really grabbed me. Well, speaking of Funimation and Color's contract ending, the next one... Next news item deals with Funimation. Oh, well, take it. All right, the Right Stuff International has added to its catalog the first former ADV titles that Funimation has licensed from Sojits. And there's a lot of them. But on October 7th, Devil May Cry, Volumes 1 through 3. October 14th, Canon, Volume 6. Uh, and remember, back from our Vic Manana interview, Vic does do a voice in Canon. So you need to listen for his voice. Ricef also added the following Ganeon titles that are now distributed through Funimation. Um, do you really want me to read through those? Yeah. 
All right, October 7th. Uh, the titles are too hard. Oh, no, they're not too hard. I just didn't want to... I don't good. know. The, the fans will appreciate it. October 7th, Elemental Jalad series box. Ergo Proxy series box. The story of Sankoku. Sain Koku. volumes 1 through 3. October 14th, Karen, volume 5. Kyo Karo Mao, season 2, volume 8. And Shonen Onmyoji, volumes 1 through 3. October 28th, Black Lagoon, The Second Barrage, Volume 3, and Rose Maiden, Tremend, Volumes 1 through 2. So, Funimation has scheduled the first anime DVD releases from its distribution deal with Genyon Entertainment for September. Okay, I'll take this next one, and you c we can actually comment a little bit on this from seeing it uh, part of it firsthand. The It's a Rumik World exhibition of manga creator Rumiko Takahashi's original artwork opened today in Tokyo's upper-class Ginza shopping district on Wednesday with both the previously announced special 30-minute Inuyasha anime short and the new Romna one-half anime short. The Romna one-half short adapts the Akumu Shumiko Nightmare, the incense of Sleeping Spring story from the manga. This is the first Romna one-half uh, animation produced in 12 years. An opening animation was also made with the characters of Urusei Yatsura, Ramna One Half, and Inuyasha for the event. The exhibition includes a life-size recreation of the character Kyoko Otonashi's apartment from Maizenikoku, the tea kettle and Tendo Dojo sign from Ramna One Half, and the traditional red Tori gate and Kirara statu uh, sculpture from Inuyasha. The exhibition, with about 150 pieces of original artwork from Takahashi's 30-year career, lasts until August 11th. Takahashi, Ramna One Half, and Inuyasha's main voice actor, uh, Kape Yamaguchi, Shogakukan editor Tatsue Shirai, and the Kamiyudo duo Hige Danshaku, Renaissance's Yamada Louis the uh, 53rd, and Higuchi-kun, attended the opening ceremony. 34 artists, including Mitsuru Adachi, uh, Gosho Aoyama, Chika Umino, uh, Kiyohiko Azuma, and Hiromu Arakawa from Full Metal Alchemist, props out to her! Drew their own depictions of the alien Lum character from Urusei Yatsura, and their My Lum art pieces are being displayed at the exhibition. Both comics and exclusive character goods are being sold on site. Now, DB3. Yes, NG. We watched this uh, this opening animation short about three minutes long together. It's true, we did. What'd you think? I thought it was really good. It sort of made me miss some of the older stuff, like Romano One Half. I I I started missing. I'm like. I need to go watch it again. Yeah, it was kind of weird because Ramna and Urusei Yatsura were animated back in the good old days when everything was done by hand, when men were men and women were women. And cell drawings were cell drawings. Yes, and everybody had to do even the in-betweens. But, uh, so it was weird because the animation quality, I wasn't used to seeing Ramna and Lum from Urusei Yatsura be so well animated and smoothly drawn. I liked how they started fighting. Yes, yes, everybody likes to beat up on the lechers, uh, but uh, I would too if I was in Ramna's cup. Poor Ramna. So, um, yeah, we have one last news story, and I'm going to force it upon DB3. Alright, another special visitor comes to the U.S. of A. The New York City branch of the... Kino? Kino... 
Kinokuniya. Kinokuniya Japanese bookstore chain will host a special appearance by Yuji Nunukawa, the founder of anime production house studio Piro, which did Bleach Naruto and Fushigi Yugi on August 9th. Man, why can't I be in New York? What can I say? You know, th- this egg's on August 9th. You know what you can do for me, NZ? What's that? You, c- you can buy me tickets to Japan so I can go to the... The Takahashi. Yes, DV3. What's that about going to Japan and not New York City, where this man will be? I mean, the Takahashi Museum exhibit would be so oh. much cooler. Oh, of course, that was what you were going with. Yeah. Since launching the company in 1979, Nunokawa has served as its president and worked as a producer on dozens of Piro's fi- shows. During his speech, which is set to start at 4 p.m., Nunokawa will talk about the history of the company and share his experiences working on some of the anime's most well-known and successful tiles. Kinokuniya will be giving away free 2008 New York Anime Festival passes at Nunokawa's appearance. Since the new store opened last fall, it has been the venue of several events related to Japanese pop culture, including a press conference by Slam Dunk and Vagabond manga creator Takahiko Inu, an appearance by the pop duo Halkali and Lolita, and Made Fashion Day. The bookstore is located at 1073 Avenue of the Americas. And once again, thanks goes out to AnimeNewsNetwork.com for our news. They produce it, but you should listen to it here. DV3, should we wrap up this bad boy? I think we better. Then DV3, let us wrap. Let us wrap it up. It's time to go. I think we should stop there before we lose our street cred. Yeah. And now it comes to that time of the show again. You know, it's that time. Well, what time's that? Uh, well, didn't you say the time for the... To go to you mean our brand new feature? Oh yeah, the time for the brand new feature of the show. Well, it's not really that time again. It's that time for the first time. It's that time for the first time. Uh, a little new thing we're doing is the um, website of the week. It is an anime or manga-related website that's really awesome or funny or just really interesting, and we want to bring it to your attention. And we have a really good one for you guys this week. And what's the uh, the key element of this site? Backgrounds. That's right. Desktop wallpapers for your computer. Uh, that is actually the website is animepaper.net. A while back they merged with Banime and have become a new super site, Anime Paper 5th Edition. Uh, essentially, it is not just a place to find anime wallpapers, including your favorite series like Evangelion, Sailor Moon, and whatever happens to be popular at the time, uh, but it's actually a community of wallpaper creators where you can go and post your own wallpaper and people can rate and comment and generally provide a community for support and improving, not to mention lots of great tips on improving art and various drawing methods and styles that can be used. Most wallpapers carry tags so you can search not only by the series that it's from but certain elements such as guns or robots or drawing styles 
uh, a very fun and useful website. The Reeve, however, has added a lot of extra stuff to it, like Flash and Web 2.0 JavaScript stuff, which slows it down a bit. However, the site is too useful for us to go and recommend against it due to this little problem. So if you have a slower computer, just remember to go and disable Flash and JavaScript before you go, and you'll be able to enjoy most of the site without any problem even on a slower machine. After all, the whole point is the beautiful images of which they have quite a few. DB3, have you seen anything that's caught your eye? Actually, I have seen some. The, the When you first pulled it up, there was a Sailor Moon that I really liked. Um, there's just there's just so many beautiful things. It doesn't have to be like from a specific anime or anything. There's just a lot of really good looking pictures. So, if you want to spruce up your desktop, just go and check out AnimePaper.net or the old website address, Banime.com. Either way will get you to where you want to be. And, um... Let's just check here. Remember, there's no hyphen. It's all one word, animepaper.net. Well, now that we've taken care of our new feature, which gives you something to do after the show ends, because uh, if we did it earlier, you'd just forget. It's time, Doug, uh, DB3. It's time for the end of the show. Oh, it's that time of the show again. Yes, it's that time of the week, time for the show to come to an end. But it's been nice having you back on the show. And it's been nice being here. Are you going to be able to squeeze in another appearance or two before I return to the land of Snow College? I think I might be able to get at least one more in. All right, because uh, we've got, what's today, the second, the third, something like that? Third. The third. So I think uh, at least one more, maybe, if uh, we stretch it, you can do uh, another one, because I'm leaving about the 15th, you're leaving about the 15th, so we, we might be able... One. So we could probably get at least one. Yeah, maybe even two. Maybe. So, um... Uh, I think we need to end the show. All right. Well. But but before we do, how, how's it to be back? I love it. I like it, and I want some more of it. Do you wish uh, wish it would be like the old times? You could do it every week. Yes, I, I wish Z Man or T Guy were here as well. Then it'd be really like the old times. Or even T Man and Z Guy. T Man and Z Guy. Those those are nice people too. Yes, yes, and even our less frequently featured co-hosts, it'd be nice if they made an appearance, but it just seems that the more seasoned ones have a special touch. Or maybe even our long-lost sister, Kiko6. Yes, or the audience, although there wasn't much contribution there. Or the audience. Yeah, she's long gone. Anyways, it's time to wrap it up. So for episode 122 of ASO Radio, this is NZ17 and DB3 signing off. Bye-bye.